Yeah! Al has a margarita in his hands. He's working from home. He's got his shirt off. He's getting ready to hit the beach here on a uh, nice May afternoon. Is it nice yep. in San Diego? Us here working up in Los Angeles, a little gray, a little cloudy, a little wet. Let me uh, let me clarify one thing with everything that you said. Um, El Cajon. El Cajon. It's a little bit different than... Because I think when you say San Diego, everybody's Hotel thinking, Del. <laughs> yeah, Sleaze's uh, Sleaze in La Jolla. <laughs> right. He's well, at a hotel overlooking right. the ocean. Yeah. A little more inland. Yeah, it's a little, little uh Still little San Diego. It's America's here. finest city, as they say, Sleaze. Great city. Right? Great city, Great city. And you're down there enjoying yourself, getting ready. Like, as I, I, is, uh, Emily, is today uh, Ireland and Ramona again? Yes. Okay. So when they come in to do super crosstalk, as I'm saying, yep. all right, we'll see. I'm going to hear your headphones hit the desk, and you're you're down the road, or is that going to you're just going to check out somewhere halfway through it? What's going on? You're going to say coming up next the dump, and then my Comrex is going <laughs> to kind of battery died. I don't I don't know. My internet crashed. I'm out of here. I'll just plug it in. Noah, I have a fan in. I'm not I'm not turning off the fan. <laughs> You could just call in. You could be on the phone. You could be like a caller. We could do it like that. That's not a bad way to do it. ESPN uh, Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm, I I don't. Okay, so there may or may not be an Henri trip today. There's some there's some moving parts in in my weekend, and there's not going to be any golf this weekend. I can't do that. There's there's this weekend is all business. What's going, what's, what's happening? Well, just there there's a couple of events. A couple of our friends are moving out of town, and they're having okay. a party, a kind of a bon voyage party. So we're going to go. We have a couple of different ones of those. Send them a text. <laughs> See you later. One of them. So you know, Susan all the and best I, to all of you and your families. So I know this is this is probably a little unusual. Um, so I, I know people know this about me. My wife and I have been married for almost twenty five years, and we've known each other since we were in the seventh grade. So, and we started dating in high school. Um, one of her best friends from second grade is wow. the one that we're going to go see uh, tonight. They're 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 moving out of state, so we're going to go see them. So these are long time, very close friends. So a text might not land quite the way that it needs to. So even if um, even if you end up not going to your restaurant, that sounds like a good Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually on Saturday. A different one tonight, but I'm looking forward to both. It should be a should be. I don't know. Maybe we'll make a, a very early on rerun and see if he can get us in at the the Sliwa hour. <laughs> Maybe we'll do the weird three thirty four o'clock shot. That's the difference. When I come down to SD, um, it's like okay. When I'm in LA, and you just know, okay, Friday we got nothing planned. Let's go get some dinner. Let's go do something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm down here, I feel like I got like okay. Well, I gotta go see my sisters. I, oh, I, I gotta go stop by and see you know see how my uncle's doing. Gotta get. So I almost feel like I have things to do. An itinerary. Yeah, it's which is it's not bad. It's a good thing. But I told you, thirty days without seeing family, they start wondering. Like, okay, is he alive? All right, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he doesn't love us anymore. Yeah, Guys, you're, you're making relax. Right. We saw each other on Easter. You are a good nephew, a good brother, and a good son. You're you're checking well, in, and, you. and that's the way that you're supposed to do that. A lot of people want to help out Funch. Let's start in Santa Barbara with Rob. Rob, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Rob? Hey, good to do, good to talk to you guys. So, listen, Funches, I've. Uh, I've been uh, a pastor, been a premarital counselor, counselor for many married couples. You've got to let her know that she is next to God, obviously, if he's in your life. She is your highest priority. You are her ally, and you will have her back for the rest of your life. What if I put my rescue dogs ahead of her? (laughs) Jeez, Funch. No, you know, it doesn't matter. Kids come along, grandkids, whatever. Nobody is ahead of your wife. Yeah, I mean, if you want want a happy life, I mean, happy wife, happy life. That's the saying, right? Let me, let, me exp- let me express it to you this way. Um, I'm just going to give you a little man love. Travis, I've been listening to you since you were a call screener and setting up interviews for you-know-who. Uh-huh. Loved you the whole time. Still love you. Love your honesty. The fact you express your heart the way you were designed. And Slee, you're amazing. You guys are amazing. And so, Funches, you got to tell your bride she is amazing, she doesn't want to hear. You just got to tell her every single day the sun sets, the sun rises on her. She is the number one person in your life. And I've been married almost 38 years. There you go. And I can tell you, if you practice those things, you will have a wonderful life. Damn. 
Funch, I hope you wrote down what Rob said. You can you should play you play. Might have to go back to the Rob. podcast and listen. To <laughs> no, here's what you do. You put it on a flash drive and you give it to her as the gift. Here, this is Rob <laughs> from Santa Barbara. He has some things he'd like to say to you on my behalf. That's He's how just you do that. I'll have Rob off. call in that day at the wedding. <laughs> He's put reading it on. Put Rob on speaker at the wedding. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. That was That's really very good. good advice. That was really good. Very good yeah, really advice. Good. Thanks, Rob. You, you, you're noticing a theme here, Funch, from the heart. Sincere. Tell her yep. what she means to you. And I would highly recommend leaving out the dog part. I would just, that just went, that one. Came out Travis, of I think too. she'll put the dogs ahead of me too, man. Well, so. okay, but miss on the other side of that one. I'm just saying that maybe that's when you could leave out and see how it goes from there. But let's, uh, look, they, people want to help you, Funch. Downey and Jason. Jason, you're on with Travis Lee and uh, the soon-to-be-married Michael Funches. What's up, Jason? So, Funch, don't worry. That is every single man's worry about getting married is, are we going to eat? That was my big yes, concern. Yes, yes. We, we had pizza catered, so I was like, there is no way in hell I am missing this. So my question to you is, do you have a day of coordinator? Or uh, we, coordinator? We, had a pla- we have a planner right now. We don't have okay. a day of. We have an a, actual wedding planner. Oh, perfect. You have to tell her. Just remind her, but they're pretty much on it because ours was the same. Uh, Travis said, oh, everyone's going to come up to you, come up to you. But... With us, the planner, the day of coordinator kind of told everyone, you know, they're going to come to you. Then, but when they sit down, please leave them alone. They will eat once they're done. Yeah, but Jason, so- Uncle Dave has had 11 scotches. He's oh, coming yeah. up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, there's going to be the people that you, all, you're, you're offering some very good advice, and the planner can kind of run up some where you're sitting. Fence it up. Short of what Al's suggesting, where you tape it off with, like, police tape and some, some cyclone fencing, they're going to come up anyway. Where's the bride or the groom? They're in a different room. They're actually in a different Secure location. Coordinator <laughs> stood by the door, by the table, and kind of did the whole, oh, excuse me, nah, not right now, not right now. Oh, so you had a and security guard. Yeah, you yeah. didn't have a wedding planner. Yeah, you like had a security guard. Yeah, like the red, the red coats across the street yeah, over there. the red coats. <laughs> Worth every penny. And, and let me tell you this, too, Funch, last thing. First of all, congratulations. Are you a drinker? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. No matter how much you drink... Your whole family, everyone's there. You're not going to get drunk. Really? You're going to be on so much adrenaline and love. You're going to be feeling it. So if they're going to keep offering you drinking, you're going to say, hey, I'm not drunk. You're not going to get drunk. It's going to hit you at 2.45 in the morning when <laughs> you're finally able to calm down and everyone's gone. So good luck with that hangover, liquid IV. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. Thank, Thank you, you, Jay. Oh, you know, he said something that's, that's, that's interesting there, uh, Funch. Uh, you, you guys know how I like to enjoy myself. I think I've made that clear that I'd like to have a good time, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a few cocktails from here to there. You're um, a dancer. I, I think I had a glass or two of champagne at my own wedding. I, I, I really was not in, in that mode at all. Um, and, and what he just said is right. You are so, you are so high on adrenaline and love. And because here's the thing, and, and this is not, well, it is a bit of a humble brag. John Feinstein, who wrote a million best selling books, The Season on the Brink, famous basketball author and all these, he, he, I, I, I still am friends with him. He said something to me as I was getting ready to get married. And it, it always resonated with me. And it's something that I will tell you what he told me. There are exactly two days in your life where people gather just to celebrate you, your wedding. And your funeral. And you enjoy the first one a lot more than the second one. So kind of soak it all in and take a moment to because you are going to be high on the love in the room, on the adrenaline, on seeing all your friends and family because they're there to see you. It's not a family reunion. It's not a party, a birthday. They're there to see you and you will be flying the entire day. Travis, that's a great quote. I think I'm going to steal it. There you go. There you go. Right now, there has been – Funches, you tell me, did you feel like the last 10, 15 minutes were helpful? You got some callers yeah, are calling so. in, giving and good I'm suggestions. Also, I'm also getting tweets, too, from, you know, uh, John from Huntington Beach, who gave me a really good one. <laughs> Throw those away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's – Go to put, Vegas. Put a, put a block on, on John no, I'm Fullerton getting good right tweets, now. and they're, they're making me think, too, you good. know, like about okay. a present and what to do during a wedding and everything. Let's try another one. Let's go to Temple City this time. Mike. Mike in Temple City. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? So my name's actually Ray on the mic. I'm actually a wedding MC out in L.A. Uh, Carlos, my guy at Sunset, but my biggest advice, I see grooms and brides every day, uh, every weekend. My biggest thing for you, soak it all in, but the caller right before me, he said, find somebody that kind of deters people. Look, I would get on the microphone and I would tell everyone, hey, we're here for one reason. That's 
for our bride and groom to have the best night of their lives. As of right now, we're going to make sure that everyone is eating, including our bride and groom. You guys enjoy dinner. And that's where I come in, making sure that people are deterred for coming up. But it's all done in the right way because we want to make sure you guys eat. You're going to be on adrenaline. You're most likely not going to remember the end of the night if you get too drunk. But my question for you, Punches, is I don't have a wedding next weekend. Where am I? Where, where can I be for you next weekend? <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, man. We're booked, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like look. He, he's cutting off uh, cousin Benny. I'm cousin off my yeah. He, yes. I'm cousin off like, blood relatives. I'm sorry, brother. I think he just wants to run interference for you. Am I wrong, Ray? Working for you. Yeah, I'd be, yeah I'd Ray be just wants to help. Wedding. He'll be your red coat, is what I'm hearing. Please do 100%. block those people away. I, I, people hire me so that they can enjoy their night. So I'm I'm their chauffeur, the butler, and the, the host at the end of the night. That's what I do, and I'm making sure that you guys are having a good time. And having that person to kind of make sure that people are those deterred at the beginning, but also making sure people are hyped up and your your night is elevated to the full experience, man. That's what it's all about. Funch? Ray, that's a good pitch. Thank you, I man. Mean, I, 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 I'm just kind of listening here. That's that's a good pitch. If I didn't have an MC already for my wedding or a DJ, I would have hired you, Ray. All right, one more. We've got uh, fun. Call this, the this, other this... MC and DJ that you have. Let them both... I can't, man. I know the guy since high school, man. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm seeing the the subject that Jim in L.A. wants to talk about, and I think this may take us in a different direction. Jim in Los Angeles. Jim, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Yeah. Hi, guys. I love you guys. Uh, Lee and Travis, I love you. This is um, Jim. And, uh, yeah, I want to tell him that the most important thing is to make sure that you can smell her SHI and she can smell your SHI. <laughs> and after that, you know, there is a line she doesn't cross, and there is a line you don't cross. And after that, you know, yes, you can I, treat her like God, but make sure that you are treated nicely too. Yes. No, no, I don't know what the first part of that was. That's not where I thought that was going. Um, there there are some – Keep here's a good one, right, Slee? And you want confused. Yeah, I, I am too. I'm trying to get away from that as quickly as possible. Thank, thank you for the call. But I, what, what was on the screen was you need to draw some boundaries. I don't know if it's boundaries, but here, here's, here's another bit of advice. You, you need to have, there needs to be a little bit of mystery still that you don't quite know the thing about the thing, or you're still not quite sure how this all comes together, right? There needs to be a little bit of that. You still can surprise me. That's what I'm going for. You still need to be able to surprise each other every once in a while to be able to make, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, just something like that. So you want to just have a little bit of mystery in the relationship. And this has come from somebody that's, like I said, been married 25 years and every once in a while I'm like, that's pretty great. I did not know that about her or how she rolls. It, it doesn't happen very often anymore, but it's still fantastic. Well, thanks so much. Great advice, man. I, I, I'm still nervous as hell, though. Still nervous as hell. Funch, I think you're going to kill it. You'll kill it. Don't, don't worry, buddy. Don't overdo the oh, alcohol. Oh, also, one more Eat. thing. Yes, one more thing, too. I'm scared of drinking the night before the wedding and waking up with a well, hangover. I have a story. <laughs> I may, part, part of the, well, let's just put this, I have a story on exactly that. We'll do that next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. People are fired up for uh, Funches' wedding, Slee. They're, the calls, yeah, they're they, they keep coming in. People are excited to offer some advice. Uh, we And we got some good ones. Maybe with the exception of that last call, we got some pretty good advice I, along the way. I think there was good intention. I, I do don't too. know. Yeah, I just don't know if uh, yeah, maybe it didn't just come I, out the right way. I think a good way of saying that is let, leave some things to the imagination. Let, yeah. you, you don't have to share everything, I think, is what he was going for. Just uh, took a circuitous route to get there. Um, I was a little hungover at my wedding. That's true, Funch. So the night before, I would be. I so 
I went pretty hard to the hoop the night before. No, yeah. don't do that. No. It was, okay, it was I'm, assu- that's what I'm, I'm assuming that was man. not the intention, right? Was that not the it, intention? It was not the intention. So yep. my, my mom and dad threw us this wonderful party, rehearsal dinner party, um, and parties breaking up. It's, I don't know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Weddings at 2 o'clock the following afternoon. Um, and me and my, my buddies were like, yeah, we'll go get a couple more. And one of Susan's friends wanted to go out and have a good time too. So she came along with us and we ended up, and it's still there. We ended up at Q's on Wilshire Boulevard in Santa Monica and we closed the place. Yep. And it was a huge, Six what time was the wedding the next day? I think two o'clock. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it was a huge mistake. I woke up the next day feeling less than a thousand percent. Now, by the time we got to the wedding, I was fine. I had, I was 25 years old. I was, I was resilient at this point in my life, but I would, I would recommend you keeping your foot on the brake uh, the night before. Well, well, my cousin is my best man. And, uh-huh. he's, and he, let's just say that cousin is sort of like the bad influence of the family. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you know what I mean, everyone uh-huh. has one in their family, but he's the guy in my family family i'm staying with him the night before i'm scared that he's going to just be keep him feeding me shots or something. yeah just don't take him you, you, you don't want to be present you're going to want to be <laughs> I, I i had a during the actual ceremony i felt less than an a plus maybe a c and <laughs> but by the time we got to the yeah, party that doesn't I was sound back like a good it. setup it that wasn't sound like it was a ideally i want to stay at my house by myself the night before but my fiance is making me stay at the hotel you know with people so i don't want to you know i'm, I'm afraid i'm gonna get drunk don't I mean, I, I, I've learned the hard way. You, you do you, but I'm just saying, if you've liked the other advice I'm giving you, take this one into the but his, uh, consideration his, as well. His fear in it, are you saying you feel like you're going to be talked into it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I can get easily talked into having a shot of some Hennessy or something, man. Well, and I mean, then it's a little more after that. Let's try another one. This is, I, I love all the advice. This is very good. Thousand Oaks and David. David, you're on with Trav and Slee and the... Groom to be Mike Funches. Funches, congratulations in advance. Uh, Thanks, man. Thank it's you. It's going to be a great, great experience. But uh, I will, I will preface this and say that uh, I don't know if you guys talked about the cake ceremony, but but I was married for twenty five years, and my wife and I had this conversation about no smashing the cake in each other's face. Oh, we that's not happening. Peer- <laughs> okay, good. Regardless of the peer pressure that might come about. Guys trying to, like, coax you into it. Don't do it, Funch. Here, here's the Don't thing, though. It. I got friends, you know, dirty friends that might just do that to myself. They might just smash the cake in my face. You know, I, I got little live friends. Square up. <laughs> yeah, just don't, let, just don't let it get on her because they, they spend a lot of time on that makeup and hair, and, and that's a bad start to uh, – relationship if you if you let it go there <laughs> yeah i think that's good advice david yeah are you you don't strike me as a smush the cake in each other's face kind of guy funch no not at all but i have friends that will probably do it to yeah me. that could happen you, you know? gotta yeah, get somebody right on the mic in this yeah. six, could run some interference deep, for you who's six deep like oh it's gonna be hilarious yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that. yeah i got friends like that they're gonna be you know abbreviate you know drunk a little bit and they're gonna be like hey let's smash the cake and punch his face just let's <laughs> see what happens better yours than hers look yeah. you you I, I do you are you wearing a suit you wearing a tux what are we doing i'm wearing a suit i think i'm gonna go tie instead of bow tie okay is it your suit or is it a rental i'm suit? gonna rental, rental okay so rental. then you can smash the cake all over yeah, it doesn't do it really matter go, go go do your thing you'll be fine uh down by you where slee's hanging out today in la jolla JP in La Jolla, you're on with Travis Lee. Ah, oh, we lost JP. All right, one more quickly. Kind of sorted down there. Not really. Ken in Newport. Ken, you're on with Funches. What's up? Hi, Nick. First, Michael, I just want to say congratulations. I hope this doesn't mess up you taking my Laker calls. Um, oh, never, man. I'll take your calls all the time, Ken. I know. You're the best. All right, I'm just going to give you just a little preview. My first marriage, I married a Laker cheerleader. All my friends are wild. She didn't tell me that her family is from Utah, and they all came to the wedding, and we had an expensive building, and you can imagine Utah and the religious family versus my family. It was a mess. My second marriage, I said, to heck with it. Sounded and like the gang to- fight in Anchorman. <laughs> well, I went right to Vegas on the second fight. I'm in mean, the second marriage. So just, I'm just giving you a little preview of what could happen and what might have happened. So that that's always an interesting part of it. Thank you, Ken. Funch, have you have you have your friends and family 
interacted with her friends and family. Yes, we have. Okay. Yes. And um, as far as I know, our mothers love each other. Uh, they hang out with each other. Um, our families oh. and friends are really cool with each other. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Then. Oh, yeah, that's a good vibe yeah. right out the gate. You yeah. don't need to worry about but that. But I mean, there's also those, you know, crazy uncles and crazy cousins on our side that haven't really been around we don't know how they might be a wild card at the wedding you know basically what that's what makes it fun right you know you don't need 30 wild cards but if there are two then, then something something good i think it, i think it's in a, the wild cards are like in the double digits at a well, well keep me posted. a lot of wild cards <laughs> yeah that's a you don't need a deck filled with 11 jokers just put one one one's fine to make the game a little interesting we can throw a joker in there but uh, the rest of it i'm not so sure can you believe that a quarter of the season is gone, Slee? A quarter of the Major League Baseball season in the books. Uh, Dodgers are exactly where you'd think they'd be. They have, they're have 25-12. and 12. They're on top of their division. Only the Mets have uh, more wins in the National League by one. They've got 26. Uh, and only the Yankees have more in the American League with 28. They're, they're kind of exactly where you'd think they are. Yeah, it's funny. It, it, we've kind of done this all season long for the Dodgers, and it, it hasn't been perfect in the sense of – um, when will Kershaw come back? Or has Bueller been as sharp as you were hoping for? Um, Max Muncy, I think it's safe to say, just the way that he struggled. Cody Bellinger still around the 200 mark. It's not perfect, and they're still arguably the best team in Major League Baseball or one of that, that, that small little gap there. I think for the Dodgers, there's never really been a question of are they going to – the only real story about around the Dodgers is if they're not living up to expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Because what they're doing right now, in a weird way, kind of makes the Dodgers – I don't know if this is the right word. Sometimes it's it's um, when, you, when you kind of already know what to expect, it could become a little bit boring because literally yep. this is what you expect. And, and I think the, 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 the NL West just in general – or looking at some of these other teams that are going to try to compete with them, nobody's going to really question that they won't win the division. Um, I think the answer is just going to come down come down to the Dodgers. Are they healthy? Are they playing the right baseball? Are guys stepping up? Those are going to be just what every Major League Baseball team has, but the Dodgers are obviously on a different level. It's interesting because if you just kind of look at the Dodgers as a team, I think you'd give them, if we're doing letter grades here at the at, at the end of the first quarter, <laughs> I think they get a lot. They get an A as a team. They're in first place. They're near the top of the league in, in the National League. They're a half a game behind the the Mets, so they get an A. If you went down the individual list of players, I really think there are only two guys that you would give an A grade to individually. I think it's Freddie Freeman and I think it's Mookie. I think those are your only two guys that that get A's at this point, and and that's incredibly positive for the Dodgers because Max Muncy's not. Trey Turner's not. Justin Turner is, 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 he's having a nice year. Will Smith is good, but he could be better. Cody Bellinger is kind of wherever he is. And you, you look around, Bueller is a little bit less than you would have thought. Urias is a little bit less than you would have thought. Gonsolin's probably, Gonsolin's an A too. He's done a really good job. But you look around, you got a bunch of B's and B minuses, and you're still comfortably, you know, where you're supposed to be. That's nothing but good news because other than Mookie and Freeman, everybody else could still play, they would still have to play a little better to get to what your expectations would be. Yeah, that that's the I think that's the piece of it too. Where if the Dodgers, if everyone was clicking, oh my god, and and you're and just as an example, everyone's clicking, but you're a game behind, two games behind in the NOS. You'd be mm-hmm. like, well, that doesn't make any sense. This is them. You could see that there's that much more upside. And and by the way, you know, you could kind of make this argument as well. The Mets have some injuries. The Padres haven't had Tatis all season, so I'm sure there are teams that are also saying to themselves, "Hey, we like the spot that we're in." You know what? All we got to do is just kind of hang around. But it's not like the Dodgers are playing their best baseball and uh, are are barely hanging on. They they got a lot of guys that you feel like. Ultimately, if they start clicking in a month or two months from now, or you get closer to the postseason, well, what is that like? What is their ceiling? And I don't think we've seen that. Well, you know, when you look at the National League in particular, and you think about okay, who who are you going to have to beat in the playoffs? And, and keep in mind, the Braves won the World Series last year, and when we were at the All Star break, they were under five hundred. And, and even in the early August, they were still not a particularly good team. They made the deals; they go out and get Peterson and some other guys, and they kind of rebuilt the team on the fly, end up winning the World Series. So take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. The Mets have the best record in the National League; they're twenty six and fourteen. Are you afraid of a seven game series against the New York Mets, other than just the randomness of it? I think here's the reality. Anytime you're in a seven-game set and baseball has proved, and you could just use the Dodgers as an example, afraid is not the right word. 
Can you lose? Sure. Of course you of, can. Of course right? you can. Like they could lose to the Marlins in a seven-game set. But do you, do you have the better team? Do you do, Would you change rosters if you could? No. No, neither would I. Right? You look at the other teams that are, you know, Milwaukee's on top of their division. They're 24 and 14. You want the Dodger team or the Milwaukee team? That's in it, Every team right? you list off, it, it, right. The only one that you kind of look at and say, huh, is on the other half of the draw. And maybe they'll get there and maybe they won. That's the Yankees. The Yankees are off to a great start. They're winning a bunch of games. Stanton has been good and Judge has been amazing and their pitching's been really good. And you look at them and they're off to a 28-10. and 10. They're off to a super start. If you look at that roster and you look at the Dodger roster, Dodger's probably better, but it's not better by a million miles the way it is on some of these others. That's really the one you look and say, okay, you know, maybe maybe it's a bit of a coin toss at that point. Everybody else, you feel pretty good going in. Doesn't mean you can't win or lose, I should say. But the roster that they've put together, you said it a minute ago, has kind of made the the the, the quarter pole, the halfway pole, the end. It's like, yeah, we we know they're going to be at the end of the line. We know they're going to be there. Well, it goes back. That that is truly the story about the Dodgers. If you the only story you can really find about this team is, well, that guy's not living up to expectations. Wow, why is that player not doing this? Um, if the Dodgers were losing games last year, they went on a stretch. They were five and fifteen. Mm-hmm. That was a story. Yeah, <laughs> was it? Well, you know what wasn't a story is when they would go on a stretch that was fifteen and five. <laughs> right, you know exactly I mean? right. Well, think about this: they their best relief pitcher basically hasn't pitched this year. Yeah, Blake Blake Trinan more or less has not played. He played very early. He's been hurt, and they put him on the sixty day DL. And I'm knocking on wood. There's a chance he doesn't come back, right? They, they, when you put somebody on that 60 DL, it, it's it's a long process, and hopefully he's ready to go by the time you get to the end of the season because I really think they're going to need him. But how many teams could you say, okay, we're going to take your best relief pitcher off of your team, no, and, and we're going to take seven of your nine starters, and they're going to give you something that's just about average or a little bit below of what you would expected, and the team's comfortably where they're supposed to be. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, and, and you know, throw the Kershaw mix into it. Yeah. Dustin May, we've talked about yeah. how long he's been out. Um, Heaney got off to a good start, and then all of a sudden he was out. So it's well, like... He pitched three games, and he's back on the rack again. And, th- and that's that's kind of the... That's that's the point of it as well. It's, it's not just star... It, you don't just have star power. You have depth. You have guys that maybe you're in the process of developing. They have, they have that perfect mix of everything. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Lakers are down to three finalists for their head coaching job. That according to a couple of different reports. Who's at the top of the list? Who do we like the most? Who do you like the most? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Funch and I were just breaking it down a little bit more, Slee, on uh, potential ideas and how to do it. I'm excited for him. It's a it's an exciting time in in somebody's life. He's getting married a week from Sunday, and yep, getting close, my friend, getting close. Yeah, you uh, you kind of were you were giving some good advice there. You I were tried. coming. For, you kept saying, "Hey, from the heart, from the heart." You, yes, I think he was. Uh, I think he was listening. You can't go wrong, right? Has anybody ever done something sincere and had somebody go, "Oh, no." Right, it may not be perfect, but but, yeah, but that if he would have attached something meaningful from a note, I think that that thing lands a little bit differently. All right, Slee. So, Kenny Atkinson, yep, Darvin Ham, Mm -hmm. Terry Stotts. According to both uh, Shams and Woj, these are the three finalists, or at least three of the finalists. Maybe it's just them. Maybe there are other guys in the mix that they're coming back for second rounds or additional rounds of interviews. They're expected to be in person this time around. That's the reporting on it. Um, it's interesting to see the Laker fans' reaction. We want more of it. 877-710-3776, 877-710-ESPN. It feels like Darvin Ham is the consensus choice if forced to make a choice, but the more I look at the responses online, it's all really this is we're going to get one of these guys. Nobody is really jumping up and down that they got their man. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if there's going to be that guy. Like I don't think, you know, whatever Laker fans are looking for or if there was a, you know, a hot name that you thought this is the candidate, I don't think you're going to get it. I really don't. I mean, even even when this was early on, let's just say hypothetically 
Doc was available and Quinn Snyder was available, you can still poke holes at all that as well, sure. right? Like now, well, it's, other it, than Nurse, everything felt. I agree. Like, uh, okay, I guess Nurse would have been. Wow, that's a really good job. I, I agree, and I, and I think the can you make a case for Doc? You can. I could sit here and make a case for Doc. Can you make a case for Quinn? You can. If those, if both of those head coaches aren't available, and then these are the candidates that you have left, now you're sitting back just asking. I, I get people that hit me up on my timeline. They'll say, um, you know, I really think they should go with Mark Jackson. Let me let me ask this question on Mark Jackson. How? When's the last time he coached? Isn't there a reason why? I mean, I and I don't know it. I'm not in the. This is one of the things you and I were talking about. We're not here to break down Darvin Ham's offensive scheme and what he does on the defensive side. But usually for – think about how a lot of these coaches get recycled so often, whether it's Mike Brown or it's Terry Stotts or it's Alvin Gentry. Go down the list of coaches that Mike D'Antoni. Mark Jackson hasn't – and I don't have the answer for you of why he hasn't, but Doesn't matter. I think I think that should be telling, well, right, that, it's that he hasn't that. had another gig. It, we, were just, we were just talking about something almost exactly like this. Todd Gurley – signed on with some weird football league that he's going to go play there with Ter- Terrell Owens and, and Mike Vick and stuff. It just So T- Todd Gurley was the best running back in football about five years ago, maybe four years ago. And the, the, the move from there to, hey, he's not quite what he used to be to he's on a different team to he's out of the league happened Jeez. like that, right? And At 27. Right. So Funch was like, you, do you think he can finally make a team? And I said, well, I, I would have thought so. But when every team in the league had a chance to sign him last year and everybody's like, nope, we're good. And then a whole nother season of free agency comes around and draft comes around and everybody's like, nope, we're good. There's something in that. I can't tell you why he doesn't perform anymore but yeah. when all 32 teams are saying it's not for us there's something there and to, to your point and I've always felt kind of like this with, with Mark Jackson the job he did in Golden State he didn't do a bad job right they, he kind of got them to where they were and then Steve Kerr took them to you know a totally different place but the Warriors were better after Mark Jackson than they were before he got there right he, he did a good job with them but the fact that nearly 10 years and maybe it's exactly 10 years has gone by and no one's decided to, to take that to take that plunge there. I, I don't know. I can't tell you exactly why, but that's that means something to me at least. Well, and, and it's not common in the NBA, right? I mean, it's it's very common to, especially if you have some success. If you have some success in the NBA, there's a very good chance, and another team decides to go in a different direction. There's a very good chance that another team is going to take a shot at you. So um, I don't think there's a name out there of all the names that are there that really stand out. And I'm, I'm I, I really do. I'm starting to lean towards this. You know what? This whole next season is going to be a gamble. Every year for the last three years has been a gamble. Uh, why don't you go gamble on one of these young assistant coaches? Take your chance to see what happens. I, I, I am too. I, I've gone from the, and I still think that the players are the most important part. And I still think that Anthony Davis's health is probably yep. number one A on this list. And then roster construction after that. Russ, what do you do with him after that? And then the coach comes in at somewhere down the line after that. Um, if I'm Rob Palenka, I'm not going down with Frank Vogel calling himself Terry Stotts. <laughs> They're the same guy. Right, one's a little bit older, and you know they've got slightly different paths, but these are both competent NBA head coaches. You just moved on from Frank Vogel because you felt like he wasn't the right guy for the job. I, I can't tell you any meaningful distinction between him and Terry Stotts other than one guy's a little bit older than the other guy. Right, That's kind of the same guy. Darvin Ham's very different than that. Mm-hmm. Right, Kenny Atkins get a little bit of a hybrid in there, but if I'm if I'm that guy, if I'm Rob Palenka, and I know that if I get this wrong again, I'm um. That's, I'm probably the next guy to get it. I'm taking a big swing. I, I'm going with the the young, unproven, and maybe I, I catch lightning in a bottle and get the, exactly the right man. By, by the way, and this also kind of goes back to something, if if Rob Palenka, like you just said, this could be his final coaching hire for the Lakers. That could happen. No, no question about it. This could, be, this could be his final one that he makes. If I'm in a room and I, I just interviewed Terry Stotts and then I interviewed Darvin Ham and then I interviewed – Kenny Atkinson, and I decided out of those three, guys, Terry Stotts is the guy. Then I'm also going to go out of the way and say, okay, I know you. some people don't want to live and die by Terry Stotts, but I think what's as important, equally as important, is Palenka, this is your, it's your job that's on the line if, if this doesn't work out. So you might as well pick the one that you feel um, it, go down with what you want rather than what other people want. If you have that gut feeling, and 
I, I'm with you on the I would prefer. I would rather take somebody. I'd take my chance. Give me that younger guy. Maybe that that relationship of I was also in the league for 10 years can have some type of an influence. You kind of see a little bit of a theme of that happening in the NBA. I would rather do that. But just as important as Palenka, picking his guy, don't – don't be as influenced as maybe some of these other decisions. I, I'm totally speculating here. But you got to assume that if these are the guys that are getting a second look or a third look or wherever we are in the process, that they've been given a thumbs up or at least a thumb sideways by LeBron and AD. Right? You're, you're going to at least involve, hey, what do you guys think about this? Because the only way that it doesn't go down is a no, right? A sure. hard yep. no, I don't want to do that. Then you you, you got to go in a different direction. It's a different direction. conversation, yep. yeah. Um, what do you think they would like to do? Would they do they want to run it back with a guy that's got his stripes like Terry Stotts, a guy that, you know, he knows the NBA. He knows how it works. He yep. knows what a, being a head coach entails, media and coaching and travel and, and all those other things. And I know that Darvin Ham played in the league, he's been an assistant in the league, but that 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 twelve inch trip where you go from one chair to the other, just move one to the side, it's miles. Just the the expectations and the responsibilities. Do you want an unproven commodity? LeBron's near the end of the line. AD has a lot to prove. Do I want to try to prove it with an unproven guy? If you'd have told me right when Vogel got fired that they were going to go get somebody that's an assistant somewhere else that has not had any head coaching experience, I would have been very surprised. I really would have. I would have been kind of like, no, they're not going to go do that. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't think they'd be coming back with a name like Terry Stotts. You see what I'm saying? That like... I didn't feel like they were, it was going to be a name that has been recycled and does not currently have a job. I, I, so I, to answer your question, you're right. I could see if a, if a Braun and Anthony Davis, of course, their influence. But if you'd also told me two months ago when Vogel got the axe that they were going to come back with a fresh – You've never heard, you know, he has no head coaching experience. I would have been surprised by that as well. All right, let's try another one. We're doing well today in Santa Barbara, Slee. Let's go to JP in Santa Barbara. Gabe JP. Vincent. <laughs> That's hey, right. happy go Friday, Gouchers. guys. What's up, JP? Uh, real quick, there, there's not going to be a hot pick. Remember back when Luke Walton was available? Remember he had that stand-up at Golden State? He was the hot pick. Didn't turn out too well. Vogel was not the hot pick. He won the championship. So you got to go with the communicator and the guy with the experience. Getting someone who's had the league experience as the head coach. That's Stotts, I guess. I mean, it, it would be Stotts. That under those parameters, but aren't we, that's aren't we gambling next year, anyways? Aren't we going to gamble this offseason? Let's just gamble. If we're going to gamble, let's gamble. Yeah, I, I don't. I the the one guy that gets you a little bit like. Eh. Let's see how this goes. Is kind of ham. Kenny Atkinson, we got a little stint in Brooklyn. It went okay, not great. And Terry Stotts was pretty good in Portland. I think you'll get a pretty good performance out of him. And it all comes down to the players. I, I just maybe you get the guy. Maybe I don't know if he if there's a, a comp with Sean McVay, but Sean McVay was a who when they hired him. I mean, unless you were really in the inside of the loop, you didn't know who Sean. He's the coordinator in Washington. Okay, but I mean, could they have made a better hire? Do do you think they think of this at all? And I, I I've I've never kind of believed that the Lakers are thinking four or five years ahead. I think they're literally in this LeBron window. That's all think they've been right. thinking about. Do you think Darvin Ham? They also think of listen if if this Bron thing ends in a couple years, and we still got this young coach that now is going to also be you know, that in-between stage of whatever the Lakers are in a couple of years. Nobody knows what they're going to be. Nobody knows who's on the roster. Nobody knows it's going to be young players. Nobody knows if it's going to you're going to go out there and grab feet. I wonder if that I, – I would think no, that's not in the game plan. I think you're only thinking of the next couple of years. But well, I mean, maybe. Maybe you're right. But I what you said, you know, maybe in a couple of years when they're in that in-between stage, I could make a really compelling argument that they're already there. Right. So maybe it is a part of that. Right. Maybe it is part of, hey, listen, this isn't just for now. This is for now and next. And, and it is opposed because, look, if they have, let's say whoever gets the job, if that yep. guy's got gets iced two years, three years from now. I mean, we're, the Lakers really want to be that spot that turns over the head coach every two and a half years. That's a bad look. It's kind of what it's been. Yeah, right. And it, yeah. It, it feels like one of those things that now you're just selling tradition and you're selling banners from a million years ago as opposed to, hey, we're going to set you up for a lot of success here. Yeah, well, what happened to the other five guys that have had the job in the last 10 years? It's it's a weird dynamic. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, by the way, and the only reason why I mention that is since the since Phil Jackson, when he finished in 2011 – it's Mike Brown, 
71 games. Bernie Bickerstaff, but that was you know, you know literally uh, yeah. Mike D'Antoni, 154 games. Byron Scott, 164 games. Luke Wall, 246. Frank Vogel, 143. So actually, out of all those coaches, Luke Walton was around the longest. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. In 2014, that the Warriors named Steve Kerr their head coach, right? And, and that was another guy that at the time, he'd been with Pop, he'd been with Phil Jackson, he'd been on TV, he'd been an executive with the Suns, he'd been around the block a million different ways, and it just felt like the perfect guy at the perfect time. I don't know if there is that guy right now. The Warriors, like I said, 2014 is when they hired him, May 2014. He's still there, he's got a pocket full of championships, and he might get another one. Well, and you had, by the time he came in, you had some proven play. When I say proven, you knew you were working with something. Yes. I know Draymond, Steph, and Clay were not Draymond, Steph, and Clay yet, but you knew you had something, and you knew you had something for a long period of time. Like that's that's what makes the Lakers situation so awkward. If you got two years out of what's coming that's up, you would say point, by the way. you you would kind of sit back and say, "All right, well, two years sounds like that's probably the most you can get with what you have here." Kerr came into a situation where. You had 10 years, and you know you have enough of there of a foundation that you had something to build off of. Well, you, you know, I don't know why it hit me like that, but when you said it, it's like if we, we, we think about it so much from the perspective of the Lakers, like, okay, what are they looking for? What, what, are, what, are, what are they asking? What are the questions that they're asking in this interview? If, if you're in the other chair, if you're Darvin Ham, I mean, the, the question that you're asking is, what what do you want from me here? Like, what are you asking me to do? Are you asking me to just do whatever we can in the next year or two to try to get LeBron another title? Or, or are you asking me to build yes. a culture, to build a program, to build uh, an environment that is sustainably successful over the course of five, eight, ten years? Like, those are totally different jobs. I think it's the first one, buddy. I really do. And unless something changed, but haven't they already told you what their priorities are okay, over the last it, and I get five it. years? If I'm Darvin Ham, though, that that's a and getting an opportunity to coach the Lakers. You have to say yes. I, I understand that you're going to say yes, but if I'm somebody else, I'm thinking, look, I I don't need that. I don't see the path to that success. I'm I'm gonna wait. I'll go find somewhere else where I got a little runway to work. So with. Who, who's the somebody else? Because to me, the somebody else would be. Quinn Snyder saying, you know what, if Pop is going to leave, maybe I'll go to San Antonio. Or, you know what, why don't I just stay in Utah? I'm just using these as examples. Or Doc saying, I feel like I have a better chance in the near future with the Sixers than I do with the Lakers. But all these other names... All these other names either don't or they don't have a head coaching job or they're assistant. So I think... I think you'll get uh you'll get those to come over. So you know I've been excited to see uh Top Gun Maverick, right? The Top yeah. Gun sequel that Emily is it out yet or is it about to come out? We're it's getting closer, gonna right? It's going to come out. I think it's either today or next week. I got to double check that. Okay. Is that why you're wearing the the tank top <laughs> next or whatever? Week, next a- aviator sunglasses. I've been doing the whole day, the whole show with my uh aviator sunglasses on. Um there's a new Top Gun trailer out, Top Gun Maverick, okay. featuring Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, uh, Scotty Scheffler, the golfer, is in it. There's uh, there's a couple of other uh, athletes in there. It's like the Rams are really – and Sean McVay is doing the motivational, hey, this is what we're about to go do thing and puts on the sunglasses at the end. It's like they are leaning into Hollywood. I love it. I was going to say, sometimes you can kind of – you could look at the whole Hollywood. Ah, come on, guys. You know, oh, it's so Hollywood. They're not only leaning into it; they're doing it right too. Yeah, like it's not. It's not. Um... It's a Tom Cruise movie for God's sake, <laughs> right? But I mean, it's not they're, some they're, weird they're, off one off indie film. It's I'm, a Tom I'm, Cruise movie. <laughs> but I'm using the the draft video that they had. I'm yeah. using like all the stuff that they are doing is uh, they're, they're they're leaning into it. Let's put it that way. You know what's so great about it too is that had Jaquasti Cart 
Tart caught that ball and they lose in the NFC Championship game. None, none of this happened. is going down. None, like, none of, none of it's going down. But because he did Get it, back they got to training the, camp. Right, the heist video. They've got the Maverick video. It's like, yeah, you know, Sean McVay looks like he could fly one of those jets. Like when he put the, the glasses on, I'm like, yeah, that, that looks like Slider. That looks like Iceman or Chester or whatever those guys were called. All right, I want, I want to throw this at you real quick because you, you mentioned the Rams here, and I forgot to mention this earlier. So, okay, it is what it is. They do these college football rankings. SC is actually up to number four uh-huh. right now in these college football ESPN rankings. Um, what do you think happens in – I know they're they're both going to have their own buzz, but what do you think happens in the middle of November and you got a huge – I'm giving you two tickets. You can go to a USC game – and they're ten and zero at that point, or you could go to a Rams game, but you got to only go to one of the two events. This will be probably the first time where the two kind of collide. Not that they're not that they're competing against each other, right? But SC is there. At least the way it looks, they are going. This Lincoln Riley thing is going to move pretty fast. It their expectations have changed dramatically. They it have. went from when oh my gosh they hired him, they got they got a real guy. It's not the assistant at Oregon State. Right, they got a they got a real guy to let's see how long it's going to take him to turn it around. Maybe a year or two if it goes really really well. To hey, you're number four. Can, can you compete with the Rams? Can you you know they're they're playing at the same time as the Lakers? Who gets more people to come or whatever it might be? It won't take yeah, long. Literally, it's only Georgia, I think Alabama and Ohio State that right. are in front of them. It won't take long. Look, it, it yeah. I, so. You go back to when the the seventies and the early eighties, the, the 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 Trojans were the team in college football. They're winning national titles. They're cranking out Heisman Trophy winners one after the next. Their coaches are going to the NFL. All of these things, right? It's just they are cranked up. And then in the mid eighties, it kind of starts to fall off a little bit. And whatever it took till the early part of the twentieth century, twenty first century, two thousand, where all of a sudden Pete Carroll's back and. Yep. Here come Heisman trophies, and here comes national championships, and here comes number one overall draft picks and all Americans. And it took about two years, and SC was the show in town. I mean, they they were on they were on equal footing with the Lakers and with the Dodgers. They they were all over the place, and then they left, and it went sour fast. It, it goes sour fast, and it gets it gets right if they if they compete if they get into yep. a college football playoff situation or damn near it. It'll take a year. I mean, they, they could turn it around in one season. That's how fast it could happen. It's it's kind of fascinating because by the time we get to the fall, as much time as we've been spending talking about the Lakers and talking about the Dodgers and talking about the Rams and talking about go through all that, why do I have a feeling we're going to be spending a lot more time talking about SC come October? Sure. Come, you know what I mean? It's just they're, well, they're back. So p- part of it is, too, and, and we don't know them yet. Right, that I, I unless you are somebody that really chews on SC oh, yeah. football on a daily yeah. basis, like look, for instance, nobody knew Matt Leinart until he was Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush and Lendell White and Dwayne Jarrett and all, all of these guys. Like, oh, okay, these guys are the guys, and now you know them. They come back for a second, and now you're all fired up. These are guys that are coming from Oklahoma or from Pitt or from other sure. places, high sure. school kids that you're just. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I, I'm I'm told they're really good. But I haven't seen him with my own eyes in that uniform. It takes until they put it together. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm super excited for it. All right, so Pepsi, the soft drink, they are they have something called Pepsi flavored pepperoni that they're sure. attempting, which is pepperonis that are I don't know if they're soaked or marinated in Pepsi. But at first it sounds like, well that's terrible until you start to think about it's a little bit of that salty sweet thing going on, and who doesn't like to have a nice ice cold coke or pepsi with a slice of pizza i mean it doesn't sound like the end of the world can i just go to costco and get a slice of pizza with pepperoni and have a pepsi on the side and just kind of you can pour the pepsi on top yeah of the you pizza. can but what i mean what if you just get that little bit of extra little sweet in your pepperoni al what do they call the face it? you're making pepsi-roni 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 something like that so like try pork it. and stuff you you uh, put dr pepper in that so it's kind of the same well, thing you do yeah, my dad does Dr. Pepper and his pulled pork. It's honestly fantastic. A lot of places do I've that. I've never heard of that. That doesn't it must sound... be a southern thing, yeah. but it's, Al, it's would, really good. Would you like your Dr. Pepper? Would you like your I, pork I, flavored I with Sunkist or Dr. Pepper? I only use Sprite. <laughs> if it's not Sprite, I'm not touching it. <laughs> I have heard of like marinating steaks and Coke before. I've heard, I've yeah, heard yeah, of that. A yeah, little I've caramelization along the way. I, I'm here for it. I, I know that it's not super great for you, but I do fancy myself a soda once in a while. Your your face at the Pepsaroni was something else. It was more the name. I was like, well, wow, but it's pretty good creative. Name. Yeah. <laughs> pretty- 
pretty good name. They, they even have the little the, the little Pepsi like logo, little swinger little thing. It's it's in the middle of the the pepperoni. So why not? You know what it's time to do, Al? It's super crosstalk. All right, so I have a lot of things that I want to ask you, Ireland and Ramona, and we'll get to all that in just a second. But I need to I need an update on where you both are. How is your son, John, and Ramona? Uh, how are you feeling? He looks like he took two left crosses from Mike Tyson. It is uh, this poor kid. Poor my, guy. my son had his wisdom teeth pulled yesterday. And uh, I have a special needs kid, so he, he's he's never gone through anything like this. And uh, my wife, of course, Trav, is away at some tennis boondoggle. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm like Nurse Ratchet in charge of all recovery. Uh, he he feels fine. He he looks terrible. Is he swollen? Oh, by like beyond description. <laughs> like his, his jowls, he looks like Marlon Brando at the end of The Godfather. <laughs> But uh, but he's hanging in there. He, good. He, it, it, that that's good news. It, it, no, we haven't had to call nine one one yet. <laughs> what so type of nurse good. are you? Are you are you a sympathetic one, or are you just let's just execute the the tasks as they come up? So when I was a when I was a Ute, I was the most popular <laughs> babysitter in my entire neighborhood. Okay, really? because as soon as the parents would leave, I would gather the kids around and I would say this: Look, you can do anything you want as long as you don't tell your mom. <laughs> My only my only rule is that you go to bed when when you you're supposed to. So if your mom said ten o'clock, we got to make ten o'clock happen. Before that, you want to eat M and M's for dinner? You go for it. <laughs> and nobody could understand why I kept getting like I was so popular. All these kids like nobody ratted me out. Moms and dads weren't like, why do my kids have forty three cavities all of a sudden? No. Nobody and was then, asking why, any follow up questions. Like, why do my kids want John Ireland to babysit <laughs> every time I go? And 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 uh, the kids were all super cool about it. So now that I'm an adult, I just cringed that that was the kid I was that I let you know because now I have to be somewhat responsible. Somewhat, but, somewhat. And you, Ramona, uh, you made it through the show yesterday. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, it's funny. Like, I really feel fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of big, you know. Like I'm like, when I walk around, you can definitely you see me coming. You look pretty good on TV, yeah. though. I, I like you cannot tell watching TV that you're nope. eight months pregnant. It's I don't all, know how you're it's doing. All that. Below, it's all below the belt, right? Like it's all, <laughs> you know, like hide it under you. the desk, you know. Like, and then actually, it's funny. Like, I really haven't gained that much weight. Like, I I gained maybe twenty pounds total. And then I went on this gestational diabetes diet, which is like my paleo diet, basically. Remember, right. Trav, I gave you sure. the cardboard chips? And sure. Terrible. <laughs> like, and I lost five pounds. I'm like, I'm on a diet? And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? You know? So like, I really haven't gained hardly anything. I'm like maybe 15 pounds total. And the All baby right. weighs seven. So you know. There That's you go. Good. good for yeah. you. Hey, we, so we, Trav, did you see this tweet we just got from a guy named Luis? Uh, I'm, I'm, says, I'm looking for it right now. I've never seen Top Gun. It's, yep. it's addressed to you and me. Okay. Never seen Top Gun until you guys kept talking about it all week. Saw it today. Oh. Man, that was a good movie. Yeah. Top Gun came out in 1986. <laughs> it's almost Who 30 hasn't years old. Seen Top Gun? <laughs> well, if, if, I, no, I, Trav, it's more than 30 years old, isn't it? If it came out in 86, no, you're right. It's almost 40 years old. You're right. right. It's almost 40. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how you missed that because it's kind of an iconic one along the way. I've, I've been telling these guys that I, I I don't go to a ton of movies anymore, but. I am 100% in for Maverick. Yeah, you're excited. I, you're I, excited for that, this Well, guys, Travis, I'm worse than you. I haven't been in a theater since COVID. Me neither. Well, I've only I been once. one theater I've been Greg. once since COVID, but even before yeah. then, we were maybe a, a movie or two a year in the theater, but I'm going to see Maverick in a theater. I so really want to see it. Bergman 